Welcome back to Queer Babble. I am your host, Alex Birchnell, and we have Eric Patton here, um, who is running for councilman in Nashville. And you've got the runoff now that you qualified for. Yeah. Um, yes. Tell me a little bit about yourself for the, those that don't know you that well. Sure, sure. So I grew up in Fentress County, north of Cookville, and I've been in Nashville ever since I was in my early 20s. Um, been here all, all my adult life. Uh, you know, as a young 20-something, you got to find affordable housing. But finally, I saved up to buy my first house. And I'm out here in Old Hickory. And uh, I love it here. I love my neighbors. We've all got a really good thing going. We needed somebody who was going to stand up to some bad developers. Um, and I started that. And then came time to look at who's running for office. And, well, here we go. <laughs> So it wasn't something that was like expected. It was kind of a, you know, out of the blue kind of a, a decision. I well, wouldn't say it was out of the blue. Like I've been, you know, it's been in my head that, you know, maybe it'd be nice to run someday, but, uh, you know, we, we are soon. here and it is going well. People are really responding well to the campaign. Um, people have been really kind. It's been a really great experience so far. Um, we uh, came within 56 votes of the front runner um and beat every beat the guy everyone thought was going to like win yeah uh, so uh it's just me and another feller in the runoff and whoo um <laughs> it's interesting yeah it's an interesting situation we're in for sure so like, like how has like i mean obviously you have a good a big support because you wouldn't be in the runoff if if you didn't have a good support base like how has like have you been received well by the majority or have you ha had some instances where maybe not so great? You know, you take the good with the bad, yeah. and, uh, but it's been mostly a really good experience. Um, we've had a lot of fun, a uh, lot of people come together. And what means the most to me is that my neighborhood that I live in, uh, we got way more votes than we projected for ourselves and really, really came out hot and heavy for, for us. And uh, we're really proud of the work that we're doing to bring people together. And, you know, people need somebody who's gonna be a responsible, responsive council member. And that's, that's where I'm at. So tell me a little bit about your like platform. So I know it may be a little, I'm, so I am not like super political in knowledge. So explain councilmen, like what it is, like what your job would entail and sure. maybe a little bit about your platform. Sure. So council members are really the people who make the decisions on how the money gets spent in Nashville, like our city budget. Oh, okay. And we also decide what is built where. So with zoning, uh, with zoning ordinances, and um, you know, if there's a if there's something coming in, uh, a lot of times they have to go through the council member to make sure that that's something that they want to go in. Um, and it's about bringing the neighborhood together and building community. And it's something I've done a long time within the LGBTQ community yeah. is build community. Um, so it, those those things I've learned are very intersectional and lend themselves well to building, you know, a neighborhood community. Um, and it's been really fun to get to do and bring people together around the issues. And my, my big three, everyone has three things that they focus yeah. on when they're on office in minor schools services and small businesses. I want to make sure that, you know, that they, the schools are well funded and safe. I want to make sure that our city services are serving the, the population well and our infrastructure is where it needs to be. Transit, 
fire, police, you name it, like anything a city should be doing, we need to be doing better about most things. I feel like Nashvilleians know. And small businesses, you know, small businesses are the lifeblood of my community, especially we're out here in the burbs. And, uh, you know, it feels a lot of times when you want to do anything with a small business, it's not always easy, but I want to make it easier to have a small business, uh, whatever that looks like to you. If you're running um, a music shop or a music studio, yeah. making sure that you're able to do that. And uh, if you're running a, a, sm a small flower shop, making sure that you have access to the things you need as far as like loans and customers. And again, leadership around building community. I think that's something that's really important for a council member to do. So yeah, that's kind of our job. And that's, okay. that's what I, I appreciate it because I was like, I kind of, I know a little bit, but I didn't know like a whole lot. So kind of went into it a little blind. So you mentioned being in the LGBT, you know, having a uh, built community there. So mm -hmm. how are you able to use if you get when you get your councilman position, how are you able to use that to maybe help uh, the queer community maybe in yeah. whatever? Yeah, there are things that you can do on Metro Council to make life better for the queer community. Yeah. Um, I specifically have the opponent in the runoff who campaigned on transphobia mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he, so, if you are an employee of Metro Nashville, you do not have the ability to have Metro cover your gender affirmation sir. Gender affirmation. Really? Gender affirmation there you surgery. There you go. <laughs> it fast. Um, and we don't have a ton of people who are trying to get it, uh, but it's something that we need. Like it's something that yeah. we need to offer our employees to be competitive in the workplace and just generally decent human beings because we know that when you're not able to transition, uh, other health problems arise. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times folks have addiction issues and things of that nature that we can avoid if we can just get them the medical health, me medical help that they need. Yeah. Uh, so, and my opponent is openly running against, uh, <clears throat> uh, against, uh, he went to the benefits board hearing where they were making that decision and uh, campaigned very hard to make sure that they uh, did not go through with that. So. That's unfortunate. I'd uh, like to fix because yeah. it's workplace, like it's being competitive in the workplace. Uh, most of the larger companies in Nashville offer that service to their employees. And uh, it's not nearly as expensive as people think it is, especially when it's coming through insurance. Um, we've got a lot of people who, uh, we've got a lot of people in our community who are LGBTQ. And I want to run a neighborhood that's for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Looks like uh, there was a question. I think we kind of talked about it, actually. It says, what pushback have you faced in running for council? So I don't know if there's any specific instance. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't think there's been a ton of pushback, to be really honest. You know, I have some severe, uh, severe policy differences with my opponent. Yeah, sure. uh, especially like, like making sure that Nashville is for everyone. Mm -hmm. What you wouldn't think that that would be so controversial, <laughs> unfortunately. It's 2023. It's like, get with the program. Yeah. 4,500 companies offer this by just like a general rule. Yeah. The human rights campaign, uh, 
they score every single, like, you know, if you're familiar with human rights campaign, mm -hmm. the thing that they do is they score people, they score businesses, they score cities and states and um, the municipal equality index is what we have here in Nashville. And there's like six more points that we could get. We're the highest mm -hmm. in Tennessee, but there's six more points that we could get. And it's from the uh, offering transition services to your uh, to your employees as a benefit. Like when I think of like in our area, because I'm in Johnson City, um, so we probably in my area, Johnson City is probably the more liberal of the tri-city areas. Um, but then when I think of uh, Tennessee as a whole, I think of Nashville because it has such like a melting pot of different cultures and um, ideas and all these things. But um, I guess maybe when it comes to like governance, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I've got a trying to have a coughing fit over here. <laughs> you're okay. But no, um, continue. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I was just, I was just making a comment that there still needs to be work to be done in the governance spaces versus Maybe, maybe it's just pockets. Maybe there is um, social uh, connections that are, are uh, being more progressive. I don't know. Um, let me see. We got some more questions. That sit, well, a comment says, I asked in regards to pushback, I asked mainly in regards to the political atmosphere in Tennessee being anti-LGBT like issues you may have faced in regards to challenging that. Um, I know you were talking about... Uh, you know, your opponent going against and, and um, I mean, we're seeing, campaigning against it. We're seeing some of that coded language, you know, we're seeing the word agenda being used because, you know, the gay community has an agenda. Um, but I mean, other than that, most people, it's, it's been very like dog whistly, but mm -hmm. it's been for the part really quiet. Like we're having a couple, like I've seen one instance of a Facebook comment going awry, but yeah. No, for the most part, everyone's been really kind. Um, you know, I live in a part part of the county that is considered to be a little more conservative. Yeah. But, you know, like I said earlier, the intersectionality of issues with the queer community and a community like mine, uh, we have a lot of similarities. You know, homelessness is a big issue up mm -hmm. here. Um, we have a big problem with homelessness. And we know a lot of times that uh, young queer people end up in uh, in a position where they are homeless. Um, so I've worked on homeless issues for a long time. Not in the same regard as this one. Um, this one has a little more to do with drugs and crime. Yeah. Uh, but with that, with that being said, you know, we've got to, it's the same means to the end. We've got to take care of people and we've got to make sure that they have what they need to be successful. We've got to make sure our communities are safe for the citizens who live here and pay their taxes and uh, try to be active members of uh, civiliz like civilized uh, civilized society, um, to yeah, put, right. it, put it like that. Um, no, and we've got to take care of the people who can't, uh, because sometimes people just can't do that, right? Right. So we've got to make sure that we're a place for everyone and that we take care of everyone, including the people who are uh, who are, you know, the least of these, as we, as we like to say in Christian theology, but mm -hmm. also keeping in mind, we've got to keep each other safe. And uh, there's a, I've been saying a lot in this campaign, we can use our heart and our head at the same time. Absolutely. Hi, Kathy. 
there's people popping in and out. So, um, so I guess my, my next question would be like, what experience out? So before you started uh, pursuing becoming a councilman, um, what other means of, I guess, in the, in the grassroots, um, what have you done in regards to like volunteering or maybe, um, what, what kind of space? were you really working in um, that could have been you that you've that kind of propelled you in this direction sure. so I'm really I'm really well rooted in the human rights campaign mm -hmm. uh, I've uh, worked a lot fundraising for them and advocating for them there was a big uh, the drag ban that uh, yeah. was being discussed yeah. this, um, we talked about uh, the big thing I did with that was we, me and a couple other people put together that protest uh, with the drag queen carrying the flag. Uh, yeah. The picture kind of went viral. <laughs> yeah. The drag queen with the other HRC flag. Um, so uh, that was a big one. Um, but no, I've been doing this for years. I've been, uh, ever since I got to Nashville, <clears throat> I started working in and around the human rights campaign. Tennessee Equality Project I did a lot of work with. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did a lot of work with them too. I'm active with my church, Belmont United Methodist. We're very active in the conference. And uh, yeah, I, I've just, I've been doing a little bit of everything for a very long time, just enough to be dangerous. I, <laughs> uh, I lived in Woodbine before I lived over here and was pretty active with that neighborhood association and making sure that we had the things we needed over there. Um, there was a, uh, <clears throat> My goodness, there there have been so many things I've done in and around neighborhood and neighborhood mm -hmm. building. It's just been a lot of fun. And when I got to my house up here, uh, there is a quarry, like a, a, a rock quarry mm -hmm. uh, that's in the district. And it's uh, they, they're kind of infamous for being not great to work with. Um, and they had an asphalt plant there before I got here and there was a whole bunch of hullabaloo with uh, the way that the the way that that company was treating the community that they were in, with uh, the pollution and the smell and you know tearing up the roads with their trucks, like it, they were not good neighbors. Yeah. And um, earlier this year, we got word that they were coming back or another uh, iteration of that. That's yeah. when I really got involved with my neighborhood association up here and with the work I've done and everything else it was really easy to bring a lot of people to bear. And, you know, we started a zoning appeal to try and stop it from happening. We brought in, uh, we brought in, you know, the state Senator, Heidi Campbell, yeah. uh, we the current council member, we brought, like we brought in several people to bear over this. And uh, we really just got to work. Um, you know, we got, it was late last year that that got moving and, now we're here and uh, the zoning appeal is, uh, it, it's still in, as these things do, yeah, they, they get cut they take forever. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll be able to see some movement on that that's positive. And uh, there, there's a few different ways that we might be able to take them on. So, that's awesome. but that's, look, that's the kind of thing that you just, when, when you're in your neighborhood and you care, you just get started and do it. Like I had the background to do it and just kind of brought everything that I could, brought everyone I could to the table. And 
um, we've we've got some things moving, and uh, I'm really proud of the progress we've made. That's awesome. You mentioned about um, your church and how instrumental has like your faith been in regards to the work you do like um because obviously you know i'm a pastor so i understand you know grappling um with you know let's say clobber passages whatever but that's not necessarily what i, I mean um like have you always been religious ha has this been um something you've brought up in the methodist church um how has your church responded uh to you running for councilman sure that's a lot of questions so. yeah <laughs> the last one first my church has been incredibly supportive um i'm the uh head of welcoming committee at my church and they have nothing but been so, so supportive and they come to events they've helped me raise money they've like they they've really come through for me in, in ways that i'm really really proud to be a belmonter because of um my faith as it does with everyone it, it guides what we do and mm -hmm. My faith informs me that we have to love everybody. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of each other. We have to hold each other accountable sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but we have to make uh, make Earth as it is in heaven. Like that's that's the plan, right? Yeah. That that's that the was goal. the guiding. <laughs> you know. Um, so no, like, and that's, that's the thing that kind of guides me every day. Um, I grew up in the church. I started at a Methodist church. We moved to a, it's a really, it, it's called Churches of Christ and Christian Union. It was a very, um, you know, it was the early 2000s when the planes hit and people went really patriotic. And uh, I really think uh, evangelical Christianity took a turn to mean something that it shouldn't. Kind of more nationalist uh, vibe, yeah. Um, I, I like reminding people, Jesus was an American. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> he was a brown man from, from, from like, over yonder. Yeah. So, Middle East area, you know, yeah, like. The place we, we continue to bomb. Um, <clears throat> so um no i really my god tells me i have to love everybody mm -hmm. that it's not my job to judge anyone that it's not my job to uh to bring harm to people my job is to love humanity and take care of my neighbor and love my neighbor yeah that's it and that's what i plan to do we're like called specifically to there's literally a commandment in there saying to take care of the homeless, to take care of the orphaned, the widowed. And it sounds like that's like a big major part of your platform is to take care of those that are, like you mentioned, marginalized. Um, and especially the homeless community. Um, have you seen a spike in homelessness in your area? We um, have. So the city of Nashville has not been great on homelessness. Um, just as a general rule, yeah. it's been left to charities and uh, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, um, who really do the bulk of, uh, who've really done the bulk of taking care of people. And it's just kind of, ever since COVID, it's gotten really out of hand. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we have a homeless encampment here in our district. And 
it, it's not, you know, you, when you think of things like this, you're, are you familiar with history and the term Hoovertown? No, actually. Wait. So, okay, explain, because I don't think I am on the same page. <laughs> so, uh, before FDR, um, there was President Hoover, and that was when we had the big recession, or the, like, the Great Depression was went under Hoover. And pe they called them Hoover Towns when people had to leave their houses and became homeless and set up encampments. Like, that was a big, a big thing of that time. And... <clears throat> It's kind of like a modern day Hoover town. Uh, they have completely taken over this piece of property and built a community there. Like it's, wow. there's like 70 some odd people who live on this little acre and a half of land. And it's just outside my district, but it's close enough to where we're affected by it too. So we've got to make sure that we work together and uh, help those folks. But it's, it's a lot of drugs. It's a lot of drugs. Um, it's a lot of crime, uh, human trafficking, prostitution. Um, you know, it, it's it's not good. It's really not good over there. And um, you know, part of part of you is torn to making sure that you want to help those people, but you also want to hold the neighborhood <clears throat> in your care as well. Like the people, like it's not safe for yeah. folks to be anywhere near there. And there's an apartment complex with children living in it just across the street. So what steps has like the city done to maybe, I know you said it's really bad in regards to how they've not really done a whole lot, but is there any, um, any thing that's being done to help maybe transitional housing, anything like that? Yes, actually. So I'm glad you asked. So, <laughs> Uh, here in the last couple of weeks, August 1st, uh, we got our new budget. And in that new budget was uh, an appropriation for the Office of Homeless Services, formerly uh, homeless, it was the Homeless Impact Division. It was, its, it was under something else, but now it's its own office. Okay. Um, they have their own HR, they have everything that they need to be successful. And they're tasked to follow a housing first model. Now, Housing First is something that they've tried in Houston and Milwaukee, and it's been wildly successful. Um, okay. Little heavy on the startup costs, but they put in about $2 million a year, and they save more than that every year by the, by the money that they're saving on, uh, on paying off the hospital, on, uh, on all of the things that go into taking care of these homeless folks who don't have money to pay for the services that they're uh, taking up by being homeless. Because when you have homelessness, you have crime, which requires a greater police presence. So we're mm -hmm. able to save time and money for the police. We're able to save time and money for the for uh, for ambulances and fire and things like those city services that get used. Um, and it's it makes your community safer and brings up property values. And it's a very worthy investment for a city to make. Um, I'm very excited that this is where we're headed in Nashville. It's you know a few years late, but. <clears throat> The best, best time to start it was yesterday. The next yeah. best time it is today. So awesome. uh, they're on the right track. It's a good plan that's in place. It will work. It has worked in every other city they have tried it in. I am really proud that Nashville has paid attention and is getting the services that we need to solve homelessness. Because Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee and Houston both claim zero homelessness. There is no homelessness in those cities. Wow. They, they, uh, it's 
it's it's an interesting concept. I don't know if I completely believe it, but yeah, well, yeah. The chronic homelessness they have they have they, they claim to have solved. So, um, and that's the key. We're it's chronic homelessness that we're trying to solve here. So, it's it's great that they're modeling after like places like big cities that have actually proven or at least mostly proven that it's effective and nashville in our area especially in the eastern tennessee uh zone nashville is kind of like our uh everybody else wants to copy nashville <laughs> you know and so if if nashville can like get on this bandwagon can actually uh make an effective turn for this, maybe that's going to be kind of like a trickle down system or a domino effect for other um, cities. You know, my city is not like at the level of Nashville, but it is a bigger city in our area. And so maybe Nashville did it. So let's try it here. And then it can like spread around. Um, let's see, there's a comment here. It says homelessness often has drug or mental health issues. Are there plans to help with that as well? That's part of the Housing First program. So you get them housed and that also is in a place where they have access to resources like job training, like mental health, like addiction services. Yeah. Uh, it's all inclusive. Um, highly recommend looking into it. Um, you can Google Housing First Milwaukee and it pops right up um, to see how they did it. Um, the plans that I've seen from Metro Nashville are, are very similar and uh, should work for us. So uh, yeah, it brings all those resources to play and I'm very, very excited to see the work that it's about to do. Absolutely. And like um, with mental health, especially with homelessness, like there is a correlation of getting that stability on housing and knowing that you're going to have a home drastically reduces the mental health crisis. I mean, obviously there's more to it than that, but I know I I've seen read statistics that if if you are fed, if you are clothed, if you are housed, having those basic needs met drastically changes somebody's outlook on life. Gives you. I mean, who would have thought? Hey, how about that? <laughs> not thought. Like, oh, I'm not in a crisis where I'm not sure where my next meal is coming from anymore. You know, I'm not going to be in, in a spiral of depression about food scarcity or food insecurity. Um, so one problem that we have in our area, which I'm not, so I'm not super familiar with Nashville. So um, is we actually had like a survey done uh, at, uh, we partner with Carter County Drug Prevention Center and they actually did a study or a survey asking like what the major things in the queer community specifically was needed. And a lot of us said, housing stability, which, you know, obviously, inter like you said, inter intersections there, um, and medical uh, assistance, because, you know, we are a very poor region, um, and then food, and uh, transportation was actually, like, a huge thing. Um, do you have, like, public transportation for, because um, it can be expensive, you know, so, like, is there a, 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 a way to or a, a plan to help broaden maybe public transportation sure um so like i said with earlier the intersectionality of the queer community right. and the straight community uh it it just baffles my mind because it's they're the same things yeah. we all want like when you uh, ask what you want in your community it's the same things everybody wants because we live here and we experience it the same um the things that 
straight people need, queer people need, that people of color need, that people like. We're not that different. You know, we're we're very very similar, yeah. actually. Yeah. You know, uh, you've got to pay attention to things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, and things like that. But nine times out of ten, like I, I don't know anyone who is straight that would be mad about better transit. Yeah. Uh, but like it, it's just it. We're all here. We're all living here. Uh, we've all got to work together. And um, no, transportation is something that I'm really wanting to focus on. It's part of my services platform. Uh, we need transit in Nashville. The Nashville voters made a uh, made an interesting choice a few years ago. We've had a few string of interesting choices made by Nashville voters. Um, looking with this election, I'm hoping to see that we're starting to change things around. Um, but uh, they voted down the transit plan uh, that was really by former Meg, uh, former mayor Megan Barry, and she had a real relatively expensive plan. Um, and then the Koch brothers came in and dumped a whole lot of money on it to help it fail. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, super fun, super fun times. Gotta gotta get over it. But <laughs> um, enough time has passed. It's real. Like people really see that that was. A mistake in in the vote and it's time to it's time to come back together and realize that we need we need real transit solutions quickly because the state's not going to build our roads fast enough and we know it so we've got to take things into our our own hands and we can do that um you know um the secretary of transportation um has been in nashville a lot lately um he has a lot of friends here and we're we um I've seen I've seen him around. Yeah, um, so I'm hoping that um, Secretary Pete can help us out a little bit um, with getting some funding and things for transit, um, along with, uh, you know, hopefully the state will see the benefit of having an easier way to get to Nashville. Right. So, so um, you know, getting some surrounding area transportation set up that makes sense for everybody. So we've got to look at a comprehensive transit plan that has dedicated funding in the budget every year that they know that they can count on that's not going to decrease because that has happened a couple of times in this mayor's administration. So all that to say, yes, there is a transit plan. Um, it's got to get better. It's we're we're growing too fast. We're going to have a problem if we don't. Yeah. Well, so with transit, does that also say, so, you know, it, it, it includes roads, I'm assuming um, it does it include also like a uh, bus? Uh, does it include, um, I'm blanking on the word, right. uh, shuttles, those kinds of things? Sure. So we have bus, we have a bus system in Nashville right now. It's not, um, it's great if you live downtown or if you're going downtown. Yeah. If you're going anywhere else or don't live downtown, it's not that great. Um, about right. Which, which feels <laughs> like a lot of things in Nashville sometimes do, which is another thing I've been talking about is like, we've got to, we've got to make sure some of the downtown benefits get out into the burbs a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, and transit's part of that. We've got to have, um, we've got to have it. Um, but no, transit, uh, when you're talking about transit, typically that includes talking about buses, trains, rails, anything that's not just your car. Okay. Okay. See, I, you learn something every single day. Uh, that's why I, I always thought, like, pot fixing potholes, you know, like that's, 
That's that, kind of like the main thing I think of. That is something we do. And if anyone in Nashville is watching that, if there is a pothole you need fixed that's on a uh, city road, go to Hub Nashville. You can Google it. It comes right up, hubnashville.gov, uh, I believe. And you can fill in your own request. And if there's something in your neighborhood that you want, whether it's a pothole or if you want speed bumps in your neighborhood, you can request them there. If you have somebody who's parked in the wrong spot or, uh, you know, I live next to a park and there was a feller parked there with expired tags and uh, uh, an empty tire, like his tires were flat and had been there for over a month and that car hadn't moved. Um, so we put it on Hub Nashville and all of a sudden a tow truck shows up. Wow. I yeah. wonder if that's something that's available in all cities or if it's like specifically to Nashville or like major cities, I'm not sure. It is only in Nashville for us, but most right. cities have something like that, like the larger cities for sure, mm -hmm. uh, go in and if there's a problem problem they send the appropriate department to go take care of it that's awesome so we're coming to towards the end you know of our our little time together so i guess um is there anything because you know obviously my platform is closer to the johnson city area i do have a lot of people in the wider region that could be watching but for those that are um able to vote for you so can you explain maybe when um they can vote for the runoff um what maybe other things about yourself you might want to let them know um what your next plans are any events that's going on so i have been really focused on the date august 24th because that's the day it starts but off my off the top of my head i'm like blanking on exactly the day early voting ends so give me okay. just a second to that exactly. i've been out in the sun too long today alex <laughs> Okay. Uh, That's okay. Let's see here. So, if you're in Nashville and want to register to vote, you've got until the 15th to do that. Um, runoff election schedule, um, early voting schedule. Here it is. We start August, uh, Friday, August 25th um, is the first day of the early vote. Runs through Saturday, September 9th. So you can vote Monday, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, they're closed on Sundays. Uh, they're open Monday through Saturday, um, varying times. The link will be on my website when you can go and vote. Um, and they are closed for Labor Day on the 4th. So okay. keep that. Um, but yeah, and there's several locations. The closest one in my district is gonna be either the Madison Library or the Hermitage Library. I'm in Old Hickory up here in between Madison and Old Hickory, or Madison and Hermitage. Um, so folks, I have part of Hermitage in this district and uh, you can go to the Hermitage Library or the Madison Library. Uh, election day is September 14th. Okay, I was gonna and ask, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when we find out everything. Um, we'll also be electing our mayor that day in Nashville, as well as our at-large city council members. So there are four spots left for city council. Uh, we have five city, so the way Nashville's set up, we have a mayor, we have a vice mayor, that person was already chosen because uh, there was only a few people running for it. So uh, we have a mayor, we have a vice mayor, we have a council at large, and then we have district council members. That's kind of the the way it runs. Okay, uh, cool. So, and Metro is all of Davidson County, not just Nashville, the city. So uh, we go the entire county line. So um, my district is district number 11. We run from the Green Bridge where Old Hickory meets Madison. And then you follow the water line to the county line to Wilson County, and then go down into Tulip Grove, and we're down there as well. Awesome. 
so what other um like i know you're doing a fundraiser if i'm not mistaken We're to doing help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first things first we are having a um we're having a volunteer info session. So on uh, this Sunday coming up after church, uh, you can come out at 12 o'clock. Um, we are opening a new campaign headquarters. We're about to announce that. Well, here, I'll announce it with you. We're opening a campaign headquarters um, at uh, 1903, uh, 1903 Old Hickory Re or Old Hickory Boulevard. Um, it's the Exit Realty Building. We have an office in there and uh, we are very excited to be there. Um, we will have off, we will have opportunities for phone banking and uh, canvassing. Uh, we'll be talking about that on Sunday. So if you already know what you're doing uh, with canvassing, if you canvass before and are comfortable doing it, come out at noon on Sunday to our office and you will get set up there to go out into the community and knock on doors. Um, and then on then at one o'clock that afternoon, if you've never done anything like that, like that for a campaign and don't know what I'm talking about with canvassing or phone banking, we're going to train you how to do it. And we're going to give you more information on how to making sure you're comfortable and all that jazz. Um, I've got a really great field director for this portion of the campaign. Uh, we got her from uh, the Davidson County Democratic Party. She's wonderful. Um, longtime friend, very excited to have her on board. Um, so we'll have that on Sunday. Um, on Thursday, we'll be at the marina. There's a marina in my neighborhood because we're on the lot. We're on the water. Um, so there is going to be an uh, an event at Sam's at Blue Turtle Bay, uh, Sam's Sports Grill at Blue Turtle Bay. It's over on uh, I know it's not Riverside Road there, but it's just off Riverside Road. Um, Google but it. <laughs> 2001. Oh gosh, it's on the on the graphic. Like I said, been out in the sun too long today. Um, let's go here. 2001 Lakeshore Drive. It's Lakeshore over there. Um, so it's 2001 Lakeshore Drive. Uh, Sam's at Blue Turtle Bay Marina. And uh, oh my gosh, they have the best chicken strips there ever. And we have some coming for the for this party. I'm so excited. I'm so far away. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're only a few hours, but right. Oh my gosh, this, I think I just I think I just talked myself into what I'm having for dinner tonight. <laughs> uh, so now, now we have that going on on Thursday from six to seven thirty in Nashville. If you're around, come on down. It's going to be fun. Um, and then we have a lot more events coming up in the next week that we'll be talking about soon. Um, but I'm really excited, and we will be knocking a lot of doors and raising a lot of money. I'm hoping. Uh, to get our message out there. So if anyone's watching and wants to go to the website and help us get there, it's ericfornashville.com. That's awesome. And they can see all the events and, and what you're up to, what, connect with you. Updating the website immediately after, so it'll have these graphics on there. Okay, awesome. So with that, I will say thank you for joining me today and and talking about your platform and um, it's been awesome to like follow you on Facebook and kind of see all the the events you've been going to and like your success and maybe the next time we talk you'll be a councilman you know we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed we'll know on the 14th of September so well with that I thank you I hope you have a wonderful day and um, for those that are listening later on in the podcast, um, if you have any questions or comments, you can definitely reach out to the website that has been uh, talked about. And uh, we will Eric see you. Say that again. Eric for Nashville.com. <laughs>
You all be blessed. Have a great day. Thanks, Alex. Thanks.